0: Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast. We speak to Colette Kavanagh ahead of this weekend's derby in the SWPL. And we look ahead to the first team's return from the international break.
1: This is the official Celtic FC podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the official Celtic FC podcast. I am going to be your host uh, today. My name is Matthew Campbell and I'm delighted to have joining me my good friend and colleague, Celtic TV's own Dalen Doherty. Dylan brilliant to have you here. How are you?
2: Yeah, brilliant Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. and am looking forward to getting into the, to the chat today with a, a very special guest, of course.
0: Yes, indeed. So today joining us, we have a player who has been electric since the start of the season for the women's side. Four goals to her name already this season and one massive moment against Glasgow City to put us top of the table. Partido. touch a cramp maybe for Levera. Partido's cross could ask a question. And Kamala! Touch it away! She has been immense tonight.
2: And she might just have won this game for Celtic.
0: Yes, that's correct. Today joining us, we have Celtic women's team's own Colette Cavanagh. Colette, wonderful to have you here with us today. How are you?
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Fantastic. It's been a wonderful start to the season so far for you guys. You're unbeaten, of course, in the league. And you've also got a cup victory uh, as well to your name. How do you reflect on the start to the season so far?
1: Yeah, it's been a brilliant start to the season. Uh we've started so strong. We've scored pretty sure it's 40 56 goals 46 goals so it's pretty pretty um high. So yeah, um we've had a really strong start and we just need to continue. We've got a few hard games coming up, but again, we'll just c- continue this momentum.
0: No, you're absolutely correct. I mean, it's over 50 goals scored so far in the league. Um I used the word electric to sort of Describe the start to the season that you've had because it's not just even Dylan; it's not even been about the the goals scored, for example. It's the way in which
2: that Fran Alonso yeah, playing. I think you'll agree, Colette, You've not just won, but you're you're winning with style almost. And you you obviously weren't here last season. You've you've came into the the squad during the summer, but what's it kind of been like walking into our dressing room with Fran that are, are ready to go and almost you know building on that slight disappointment last season.
1: Oh, it's been brilliant. I think it's been it's made that transition to this team so much easier. Um, I'm such a determined player and I want to win and the team are the exact same. They were, again, so close last year um, and that disappointment has actually spurred them on and, again, made them so determined to win so much. So we're all on the same page and we expect so much from ourselves and the coaches and uh, as we're delivering it on the pitch. Uh, so, as I say, we just need to continue that.
2: Fran's quite a a passionate manager to say the least, isn't he?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's probably the most passionate coach I've ever had and um, a few people probably don't like that, um, but I love it. I think it rubs off on the players and you can see that um, with the goals that we're scoring, we're absolutely buzzing to score. And again, that winner against Glasgow City, everyone was so passionate. The coaches. The players, all the fans, yeah, it was a special moment.
0: Well, since you've touched on it, let's let, let's talk a little bit about it then, because that going into that game against Glasgow City, everyone was aware of of I guess the pressure going into that match, and and that a win would take us top of the table. It, it took us a while sort of to get the breakthrough in that game. It was sort of well into the second half that we got a penalty and went one 0 up. Then there was a late equaliser, was a deflection from off of Kelly Clark and it found the back of the net. But then, of course, in the dying minutes of the game, the ball falls to yourself, and it's a wonderful finish—a chest and then volley into the bottom corner. What was that moment like? You know, when, when that, when you seen the ball sort of coming towards you, did you just think, "I've got to find the target here"?
1: Yeah, um, just control it and swing my right foot. Obviously, it's not my strongest foot, um, but as soon as I hit it, I just knew it was a, a good connection and. seen it bounce and then the second bounce it went in the back of the net so yeah it was a special moment and I think both teams started um quite strong in that game and we both knew like us and City knew how much um the game meant so it probably wasn't a a, like a tidy game it was very scrappy and both teams knew what we had to lose but again like the uh, Chloe Craig got the penalty and that settled the nerves, but City went one man down and they actually played slightly better um, without this man. But um, again, we, we knew we were going to win. We just had that mindset and we were just doing waves of attack. So yeah, uh, we deserved it and it will be a tight game when we play them again in the cup, but we've done it before so we may as well do it I, again.
0: Actually, I felt for, for you in that game because watching it back... I felt like every time you got the ball pretty much you were getting fouled. You, you really, you took a bit of a kick in that night so that must have also been on a personal level a good moment getting that goal, getting that winner because they had tried to sort of put you out of the game for, for large parts of it, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think that's very common. A lot of teams just um, kick me and I'll just kick them back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they probably did try to stop me physically, but I'll just get back up and keep going. Um, I need to watch my yellow cards this year. I'm already on three. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a physical game and I enjoy it being very physical. I think
2: no, that result over Glasgow City, such a, a big result earlier in the season you look at the the big win against Brondby, that was a a massive moment for the team to get their first European win. How have you recovered almost from the disappointment of a few days later Valorenga and how that game almost went beyond the death penalty kicks 11-10. It might have been hard to pick yourself back up but it seems like you have.
1: Yeah, that was a big blow for us. Um, That was the lowest we felt all season. Um, Mm. Obviously the results are um, good in the league, but that Champions League was a massive blow. But like, we spoke to the girls after the game, and we said, like, this is our year. We are not going through this group stages again. We deserve to be in the same position as City. We're in this year of just going down the Champions path, and that's what we are um aiming for. We're aiming for the Champions path. We're aiming for um the tight the league. We're aiming for the cups. Like, we've we've already felt that disappointment. So yeah, we are raring to go and we're using it as our motivation because I'm not feeling like that again being so close um and then having it taken away from you yeah it's gutted.
2: And talking about obviously the Glasgow City result as I said it was a big win early in the season a winning mentality is bred on winning and I imagine getting that goal so late in the game Colette it gave you such confidence to achieve those goals that you have set out.
1: Yeah, I think it shows so much character within the team. I've never scored a last-minute winner, so that was a special moment. But I think for the team, it just shows that we have got it in us to win the game, even if the team equalised late on. I mean, against Hearts, we started so poorly and they actually got two goals very early on. uh, And that was a big wake-up call and thankfully we won the game 3-2. But again, it just shows the character. And I've never been in a team with so much, it's not arrogance, but it's confidence that we're going to um, achieve our goals and um, I think if like, everyone's on the same page and it's made that so much easier and I think it's achievable if we all go for it.
0: Do you feel that sort of everyday, in trade? we're talking about Fran there and the passion that he has for the, for the sport, he loves a, a run up the touch line when <laughs> yeah. a goal scored <laughs> or whatever. Uh, I'm just actually thinking, I don't know if he's if, if his white jacket's made an appearance yet this no, season. No, I don't it? think
1: that will make an appearance um, ever again. Has he, retired, has he retired
0: the... Wait, is this an exclusive? He's is, retired the white jacket. Has, has Fran Alonso retired the white blazer?
1: Yes, I don't think that's oh my, my choice. So. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> Devastation. Well, that is, um, I... Uh, well, I don't really know how to bounce back for that, but let's get right <laughs> into the man's passion. I think but, we should just uh, end the podcast. Uh, that's it then. The whole thing's knackered. Um... <laughs> So yes, I also like he's a passionate manager. Um is is it like that in training? You know, is this sort of self belief that you're talking about, is that instilled on the training pitch, in the sessions? Does it come from does it come from the top?
1: Yeah, it definitely comes from Fran, David and Michael. Um, we talk a lot about reactions and being aggressive and um, I think that helps us massively. I mean, that's my game to a T, being aggressive and um it's it's suited my style of play and that's Coming from within everyone, they're being aggressive. We're getting the results, and yeah, it's set from the coaches.
0: And you've obviously, you know, it's a club that you know well. We've obviously touched on it before, but you're a product of the academy here at Celtic. This is your third spell yep, third. at the club. You're making so many comebacks, <laughs> making more comebacks than Fran Alonso's blazer <laughs> at this at this point. Um, it's a you know, it's a club you know well. Do you think that that helps? Other players in the dressing room. The fact that you know what the the expectations of the club are the size of the club.
1: Yeah, um, I have got a lot of experience, but I've never had experience of that winning mentality. I've been at teams um, in the past where we were always the underdogs, and last year I was at a better team, but I feel like this is the first time this year that I've I've had a different outlook on football in terms of being that professional having that ambition to go and win things I've never had that before so yeah it's it's different but it's nothing new to me well it is new but it doesn't feel new mm. I feel like it's always been in me it's just I've never been in the right environment to really bring it out.
2: So would you feel coming back this time it's really unlocked something within you? Quite yeah
1: massively unlocked something that I, it's, I've never had this before and it's like I'm so eager to win and I just really want to win for for the team for the history of the club yeah it would mean so much and yeah it would be amazing
2: and before we we move on to the game on Sunday just simply what would it mean to bring a league title to Celtic Park for the women's team
1: it would mean so much i mean the fans we have such amazing fans at the club already and i think we owe it to them we owe it for the club they've put in so much effort so much time like more money than before and I feel like now's the time to really give them the rewards for the club for the girls who've been here for years Kelly Clark Chloe Craig Chloe Logan they've been here for years and they've not seen much um, and the coaches David's been here for ages as well so it would be special for them special for me and special for the team fans and the coaches it means so much
0: well, Brilliant, and hopefully you can obviously go on and achieve that. But we've got a massive game coming up this weekend, and it's against a team which, of course, you know
1: Unfortunately quite well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we, we
2: didn't know if we would refer to it, but um, we're going to do it. Ah, we? we might as well, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, is this a. We're playing, just to set the scene, of course, we're playing against Rangers this uh, Sunday. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff at the Excelsior Stadium. I was having a little look earlier, actually. Tickets are still available, yep. they're online sales only. There's a great deals. It's eight pounds for an adult ticket. It's ten pounds for an adult and child ticket. Yep. It's wonderful. So you've no I excuses. Think, I get think along. everybody should get along. Yeah, yeah I
2: think you've seen the, the scenes at Celtic Park last season, and you can almost see the fans are starting to go more to the games. If there's a big turnout in Sunday collect, that will be even more beneficial for oh, you.
1: Oh, it makes such a difference. Um, I think women's football, in particular, is such like a women's uh, a family event. Sorry. And we always talk to all the kids, all the fans after the end of the game because we appreciate their support so much. So yeah, um, more numbers the better for Sunday because our fans are already loud enough. But to get more fans here would um, really um, silence the other fans.
0: Well, that's. I mean, that all sounded lovely, but let's get right into the details here. (laughs) Is this personal for you? On Sundays, is there a personal element to this as well? Since you're up against your old team,
2: I don't. I don't really know how much more you can add <laughs> to it, but yeah. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you can.
1: Yeah, it's a big game. We played against um, them in the Glasgow Cup, and I already got booed from their fans, which was amazing. It was the best <laughs> feeling in the world. So I know they're going to do that again. But for me, obviously, I didn't get a lot of game time last year. and I'm just proving everyone who doubted me, who didn't believe in me, Um, not the girls, the girls were great um, last year and um, probably just the coaches that just didn't give me the chance, didn't believe in me, so yeah, I'm excited to kind of play out my socks and prove them wrong. I
2: take it there's not much of a Fran Alonso team talk needed for you on this one?
1: (laughs) No, no, I mean Fran's talks are... Uh, very passionate and they'll get you riled up for the game. But for me, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go.
2: And how big would three points be as a, a marker? It would be Glasgow City and Rangers. It's, it's safe to say they are the closest competitors when it comes to the league title. Would this be a massive marker?
1: It would set such a big um, like message to the league and to the fans that this is our year. But it is so early on in the league, um, the year especially, So yeah, ideally three points would be amazing. We know it's going to be tough. They've found their rhythm, Um, but again, we can stop that and we've got ways Mm -hmm. to stop that. So three points and yeah, we'll we'll be delighted with that.
0: Well, here's hoping that's exactly what happens. As we mentioned earlier, that game is at the Excelsior Stadium in Airdrie on Sunday. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff. It's also live on the TV. If you want to get along to that game and show the girls the support, then it's eight pounds for an adult ticket. £10 for an adult and child ticket. Get along, show your support. Colette, thank you very much for joining us on the official Celtic FC podcast. <music> Wonderful to hear from Colette Cavanaugh with us on the podcast.
2: Yeah, she spoke uh, she spoke brilliantly there. I think you can almost get the the motivation from her that the, the girls are very focused to go and win this game on Sunday. Of course, it's not just a... A, a game for the the women's team on Sunday. There's a it's a bit of a, a super Sunday for Celtic. Gets a, a double header, and being a pre-empting, um or, or should I say after the game at uh, the Excelsior Stadium, the, the men's team make their return after the international break. It's correct. We're going up to Tain Castle. It's always see. It always
0: feels like a difficult place to go. Tain Castle. And we're going to touch on the stats a little bit yeah. uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes. In actual fact: the stats would tell you that. It's actually not been too difficult for us no. over the last decade, but I think Tynecastle just holds that sort of fear because of the big atmosphere, mm-hmm. the tight pitch, and you know that it's going to end up being a bit of a, a physical battle.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tynecastle, as you say, it's it's the, it's the there with Pataudry, Easter Road, Ibrox. I think there's obviously a bit of needle in the game between the two sets of supporters as well. The, the slopes of Gorgie, as they, as they call it, um, I don't know if they do call it that, um, <laughs> but it does feel like that. It feels like the, you know, the the hills of the the stands. Are, the, the, it's a, such a fervent support, mm. and it's it's one that the the, the, um, the manager spoke earlier in this week that it's, that it's only 500 or so fans going to the game on Sunday. It's a reduced capacity, so it's another element of risk yeah. for the Celtic team that they have to face once again. It's not quite the zero fans at Ibrox, but um, so just that, that Roseburn stand, yeah. it's its reducing now yeah. to almost a pocket of supporters. I think the thing is, as well, we're, you know,
0: we're building up to the game, but also reflecting on the season so far mm-hmm. for, for, for the men's team. We've faced adversity domestically already. Like you mentioned, zero fans at Ibrooks. We get the Kogo gets a goal. We get the, the three points, which was a huge, huge victory. Massive win, yeah. Um, then you've got Firth Park, where... It looked like we had won it. Then we looked like we had, you know, uh, succumbed to a draw. But then in the very last seconds of the match, we get the win. And, of course, it sparks wild scenes. But, again, that was a, to me, that was a real showcase of the character of, of this thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so... Um you know, characteristic of this Celtics side throughout their history is those last minute winners. But I feel since the manager came back in, that one, at Ibrox, it's re- we've really kicked on mm-hmm. since then. I know you're gonna lead us down the road of some stats, especially with heart's focus, but five wins on the bounds in the league since, you know, the draw against St Johnston that have really kicked on. They're scoring goals, only two goals conceded as well. So, mm. you know, you look at that almost defensive crisis with injury we've had, we've only conceded two goals in the league since, you know, the the, the League Cup loss against Kilmarnock, so it shows there's not only just a willingness to score goals, but there's defensive solidity in the Celtic team as well. Well, well, you know, we're we're, we're just talking about that,
0: sort of the defensive performances, it's a guy who we've touched on before, but in the build-up to this game, it's worthwhile mentioning again. Some of the defensive performances that we've seen from guys like Liam Scales mm-hmm. over the last couple of games have been have been quite impressive. You know, there's also other names within the team who have been who have been playing well recently. Lewis Palma, for example, yeah. He's starting to get his name on the score sheet. You've got Matt O'Reilly who you know, we've spoken at length before about Matt, but the way that he approaches matches, you know, he looks like he could be playing with his slippers on, he's so cool at times, yep. but it's also that work that goes in behind the scenes and someone else who fits into that mould, Rio Hatati. you know, these these are young players, everyone who we've mentioned there, but these are the players who have that mentality, that never-say-die mentality that we've just been speaking about, and these are the guys that, you know are going to be important in big games like we've got on Sunday.
2: Yep, and you you're going to need these guys um as a, as you said that it has been a bit of a, a a better ground for us to go and win games than on the face of it. I think the, the risk that comes from Tynecastle is the there's been some m- kind of memorable losses there. I think you look back at 2017 when we lost the the invincible record there under Brendan Rodgers. We, we lost four um, nil, and then you know we lost um, Ange Postecoglou's first game at Tynecastle. So I think there's just ones that stick in the head of supporters. Yeah. But we've actually got a very very good record there, which I'm sure you'll go into. Well, let's get into it right now then, because you've just you've teed it up beautifully
0: there, uh, Dylan. So you're quite right in terms of some mentioning some of the the losses there. I've got a look here. There's been a few firsts in terms of our visits to Tynecastle, but why don't we rewind all the way back to February 1890, which was our first visit to Tynecastle. Now, it was a friendly match against Hearts. It was a sort of east versus west type encounter. It was a it was a double-legged affair. We had actually played Hearts at Celtic Park um prior to this visit to Tynecastle. Now, it wouldn't have been the Celtic Park that we all know just now. It would have been Celtic Park 1, if you want to call it that. And we defeated Hearts 7-0 here in Glasgow. But when we went up the road to Tynecastle Castle in front of 7,000 fans, we lost 1-0 on our first ever visit to the stadium. So there yeah, A nice little bit of history to get mm-hmm. us kicked oh, off it's a,
2: it's a good bit of history. Um, I think that just shows you like the the element that Hearts can pose that risk. Absolutely. Even, even as, as back then. Um, we've had a few 7-0s against them yes. in recent histories. I'm mean, Going back to the Scottish Cup game. Michael West scores that fantastic goal at it Castle. Been great memories yeah. along the way. I spoke to and we'll hear from the manager pretty soon, but spoke to the manager and it, despite that wash that four nil loss. There's actually been pretty good memories mm-hmm. for him at Tyne Castle. I think you'll remember Scott Sinclair came off the bench on his debut, signed yeah. the morning, scored the winner, and then of course the the league title win. Mm. Scott Sinclair again a hat trick as Celtic won five yeah. nil at Hearts uh, to win their first league title for Brendan Rodgers.
0: It's been a it's been a bit of a happy hunting ground for us to be quite honest because mm. over the last. Ten seasons. So since the 2013-14 season, and this is us, we're just dealing with league results here, we're not talking about, about cup results, but since uh, the 2013-14 season we've travelled up to Ten Castle in the league 14 times, we've won 10 of those matches, we've lost th- only 3 of those matches and we've drawn one of those games, we've scored uh, 31 goals. And we've conceded eighteen goals, so the the numbers are all in yeah. our favour leading
2: up to this. I would fancy Celtic to continue that mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, I will be on commentary for yeah. Celtic TV. We'll touch on that just now, against uh, for Hearts with Simon Donnelly, and you know with commentary, you have to look at the, uh, what the what the team are, are yeah. doing in the league. And the biggest the biggest threat, if I had to ask you about Hearts, is you would probably say Lawrence Shankland. Yeah. I don't want to give him any motivation here, but he's um, he's not quite hitting the heights that he did the last season. Um, 28 goals I think he scored last season. Um, he's not really scored since the, the opening league game of the season. Got a few goals okay. in Europe, of course. Um, but they're not scoring a lot of goals, Hearts. I know they've had a bit of a managerial situation. They've got Stephen Naismith as the head coach. And he will uh, go up against Brendan Rodgers for the very first time mm. as a manager. So, it's for me, it's, you never know with these games coming off an international break... Hopefully we're injury free and Celtic will will fire uh, in an all cylinders and get three points on Sunday.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting that you're you know talking there, you're touching about the fact that you um you're on the the the, the comms on on Sunday and uh, am I right in saying this will be your first live first team game? Yes, for Celtic
2: for Celtic, yes. Um I've done a few of uh, the women's games um we spoke to Colette earlier, um commentated on the the Valarenga um, <coughs> Mammoth game, mm-hmm. as it was, um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to to the game on Sunday, and hopefully, Celtic will will mark that debut for the first team with a with a win. We'll spend just a, a, a wee minute or two here, just
0: because I I think it's an interesting it's an interesting point. It's maybe a part of, of football that people don't know an awful lot about. T- talk us through briefly the amount of preparation that goes in. Yeah. To doing a live commentary.
2: I listen, there'll be commentators out there that probably do more than me or less than me. It just it just depends. Um for me it's it's almost like I've now taken up the handwritten mm. exercise. I feel it retains information better. So um I've you have to look through every player, appearances, stats, you know, previous meetings. There's a lot of a lot of work in there, um, you know, records of you as you've pointed out. What what is what is the story? You've always got to look at the narrative as well. What's the story and then to the game? Um, you know, I actually seen a start when I was doing it, um in regards to the Naismith versus Brendan Rogers because it's the first meeting. When Stephen Naismith went to Everton, he his first Merseyside Derby was against Brendan Rogers as Liverpool and he mm. scored in in the game in a game that was famed for Luis Suarez taking the dive in front of right. David Moyes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's um so that's the, the, where the, the paths can cross yeah, over so time. A bit of history there. So it's having to look through through that. You've got to look at the you know, the league standings, you know, goal scorers and 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 as well who's got the most goals mm-hmm. in the fixture, even in the all time, Henrik Larsen. It's mm. clear 20 goals in the fixture wow. Gary Hooper's in the next one with 12 Remember, remember wow. he got those yeah. 5 goals against Hearts Yeah, yeah In the trophy day yeah. here So yeah, it's it's quite fascinating There's lots of lots of pages of um, and highlighter marks <laughs> as well marks, yeah. And you've got to wait till the team comes out as well for Really to, to nail down your,
0: your stats Brilliant, well listen, I hope it goes uh, very well I'm sure it will go well, thank wonderfully you. well And it's good to know that our man behind the mic Is not only well prepared but backing Celtic for a win, I'm sure another man who will be as confident as, as you are going into the game will be the manager, Brendan Rogers. You caught up with him uh, just during the week. So let's hear from the manager now.
2: Tynecastle up next in the league. It's back to domestic duties, mm. Brendan. It's a place where you not only won your first game and a memorable late winner in the league from Scott Sinclair. Mm. It's a location where you won your first league title as a Celtic manager. Yeah. So I imagine as a place that can bring back some, some good memories.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's always a difficult place to go, Tyne Castle. However, uh, we'll relish the game. It should be a great atmosphere. Uh, sadly, again, I don't think there's so many tickets for our, uh, our supporters. So we'll have to go there with, with not our same support. However, we've shown already this, this season that we can go into venues that are tough venues and and get the results that we need. So we want to go there and perform well. Uh fingers crossed we get all the players back from international duty uh healthy and fine. And then we'll we'll throughout the week do our preparation and, uh, and look forward to that game on Sunday. Yes, Brendan Rogers there speaking to Dalen Doherty uh just during the week. Um Dalen, we're gonna round up now. Yep. You know, we've got a massive weekend coming up, massive weekend of fixtures. For the men and and the, the the women's teams, Sunday's like you describe it as a super Sunday. Oh yeah, it, of course. It could be a wonderful day for the club because um, mm-hmm. two victories would, I mean, they'll be hard to come by. There's no doubt about that. But two victories would be a a, a wonderful way uh, to go this weekend.
2: I think for the men's team, it, it keeps the ball rolling. We we continue on this this run that we we're currently on. Moving into the Atletico Madrid next week, a win at Tynecastle would be a good appetizer for what might come here on Wednesday night. And for the women's team, you, you heard Colette Cavanaugh speak earlier, it would be a massive moment for them. They will have cleared Glasgow City and Rangers in the first round of fixtures, and a, a win would really put them where they need to be for what they want to achieve, which is uh, ultimately the league title. Yeah, well, let's, uh, before we sign off, then, why don't we have a we
0: score prediction for both of the games yeah. on Sunday. I'll go for the uh, the women's the women's game Celtic Rangers. I'm going to go for a 3-2 to Celtic.
2: I think it'll be a yeah. classic. I think actually it'll be a 2-0. I think um you know Amy Gallagher will probably get in amongst the goals that she has this season and uh, that will be a good good statement win for Fran and the team. Well, well I think
0: talking a statement wins I get a feeling that we'll come back from this international break. The men's side absolutely firing and I think that you on Sunday will be commentating on a <laughs> 4-1 victory for Celtic at Tynecastle.
2: Well, I think I think we will probably see both teams score goals. I think it might be a 2-1 or a 3-1 but I'll probably go 2-1. I think it might be a bit closer though that Hearts are probably not scoring enough goals but they probably have a goal in them. Um, but I think it'll be a 2-1 win. You've got you have got to... Look, okay, the team will be drove on by a buoyant captain who's... Looking forward to his passport for Germany in the summer. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, Greg Taylor as well yep. in the team. So they'll be looking to drive forward. And of course, uh, congratulations to Liam Scales, who made his international debut over the break as well. So if he's involved, I'm sure he'll be in fine form also. Absolutely. Hopefully, a team full of confidence comes Sunday. Dalen, we
0: are going to wrap up. Thank you very much. Not a problem. For joining us on the podcast uh, today. We'll be back on Tuesday with our next episode as we build up towards the Atletico Madrid match which is sure to be a massive match make sure you follow download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast this has been the official Celtic FC podcast thank you very much and hail hail